Father, we thank you for your word, God. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for the the impact that you're having inside of us, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that the, the sufferings of this present world are not to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us, Father God. And Father God, we thank you that we put our minds on things ahead of us, God. Our eyes ahead and our minds on things above and our, our, our minds on things ahead of us, Father God. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord, that won't return void and it will accomplish everything that it's sent to do. Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is in this place. Father, we just push out every spirit of heaviness and despair. And we put our eyes upon you, Father God, the author and finisher of our faith, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, after today, Lord, we're going to understand even deeper and wider and and, and, all, uh, and even more about your word and who, who we are in you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Father, we pray for um, Joe and Aaron and the uh, away and um, those that are not here today. Uh, right now, Father God, we just bless them and pray for them, Father. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. His message, if we be risen with Christ. 1 Kings 19, 1-18, I'll be reading from. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods, the little gods, do to me, and more also, if I... If I make not thy life as thy life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw, when he saw that he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba and belonging to Judah. And he left his servant there. So Elijah got the message and he took off. But he himself went a day's journey in the wilderness. Some of you have walked in the wilderness this week. Listening to the wrong report, listening to the wrong voices, listening to the wrong messenger. Because Je- he shouldn't care what Jezebel said. He just slain 450 prophets for God. He said, make my life. She said, he's going to make her. She threatened him. going to make your life like one of those dead prophets. And he came and sat down under the juniper tree. And he, he requested for himself that he might die. And he said, Is it enough now, O Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father's. So there he has this great showdown with all the false prophets, mocking the prophets of Baal, standing there, and God doing signs and wonders, showing up totally in, in connection with God. And then right after that, he's running for his life, supposedly, and goes to a cave in despair. Doesn't seem right, right? And all of us know who our God is, and we go through things, and we do the same thing all the time. All the time. And it's not always what you are doing wrong. It's sometimes, Elijah didn't do anything wrong. But actually, he stood for what he believed, and he had a showdown with the prophets of Baal, and he actually did what God told him to do. And God showed up on his behalf. And then the next day, he's running for his life. Discouragement. Regret. Unfulfilled expectation, false hope, cycles, looking back. All these are triggers. Let's continue to read on. These are the things that will set us up. 
to be in a cave. Don't want to go hang out with your friends. Even today, God showed me so many that you didn't even want to come and be in the presence of God because you'd rather just be in the presence of your despair because you were going by what your flesh wants instead of being led by the Spirit to come and drink from Him. But some of you couldn't even have a, had a hard time even drinking from His presence because of all, including myself, in the beginning. But I pressed in. You, sometimes you got to press in. God's teaching us how to press in anywhere you're at and you can drink from His goodness. Because it's not what we're going through that matters. It's where we're going to that matters. And as he lay and slept under the juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and a cruise of oil at his head. And he did eat, he did drink, and he lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and arose, and because the journey was too great, and he arose and did eat and drink and, his strength, and got strength for 40 days and 40 nights unto Hormah, the Mount of God. And he came into the cave and he lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came and said unto him, What dies? So Elijah went to get away and went to sat under the tree and under all that despair. Then he went to the cave and the, God sent an angel to, to um, minister to him. And I've been... Very jealous for the Lord of God of hosts. For the children in Israel have forsaken thy covenant. He's like, I'm doing all these things and nobody's with me. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody even cares. I mean, God is speaking through me, speaking to me, and nobody really cares. Everybody wants to do their own thing. Nobody has the zeal for the house of God. He felt all alone. He's like, what's going on? Is anybody uh, with God? Have you ever felt all alone like that? Even like everybody's so worried about their own business, their own things, but they, they're neglecting the house of God. They're neglecting what's really important. They just want to, you know, get in their car and drive and do their own thing and, and, and meet this person, do this person. But Elijah's like, there's so many more important things going on than just saving our life. There's so many more important things than having all of our ducks in a row and all of our um, eggs in, 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 in the basket and all the things that we we pry on making our, our joy and our and our um, that makes us sustainable and all of those things are the things that are putting us in these storms. All those things are the things that are actually making us in this despair running through cycles and all the different things when all we need to do is actually open our eyes to what's really important. Begin to open our eyes on who is really important and open our eyes on what is really important and all of a sudden you'll receive the joy of the Lord again. That's why worship is so important because we're actually taking our focus off of us and our our problems and our situations and all the false hopes and the things we thought were going to happen and all of a sudden they didn't. Just like this week, I was thinking and believing that the, the thing about the permit thing would disappear and there came the letter in the mail, ruined my whole day, biting my nails. For what? Nothing I can do can change it. And we were talking about some of this for Wednesday night, you know? And I said, let's live in our life hoping for the best, but always expecting the worst, then we'll never be, uh, what would I say, we're never going to be disappointed. Live our life always expecting bad stuff, and, and when it doesn't, but when it does, we just be happy because we know it's going to happen. 
I mean, we don't need to live that way. We don't want to live that way. But maybe that's the safe way. Or we can just get our minds on eternity. So he lay there under the tree. Then he went to the cave. And he said, I, God said, I'm very jealous for the Lord, Lord. He said, very jealous for the Lord of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken the covenant and thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. Even I am left all by myself, all alone. Take my life, God. Take it away. When we're going through something, oh, we just want to die. Remember, we would also say it's like, I just want to die. I'm tired of this. Or um, we used to say, I just hate this. I just hate or when we get, um, when we were little and we get, and, and, and our loving parents would try to correct us because they want us to walk in a better way and that, and we, I hate you! And we'd be in the room pounding on the door screaming and, and, and those words because we were allowing our surroundings and our feelings and our emotions rule our lives when God wants to rule our lives. When God wants to be there and be the one. And that's what He's doing. The sufferings that we're going through, the things that we're going through, are to, make, to, to work patience in us and make us understand that this life doesn't really matter. And God's training us to focus on that. And no matter what we're going through, whatever storm we go through, we're just resting with Him. And He said, and he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by him with a great strong wind and rent the mountains and broke it into pieces, the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. He was not, and after the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake was a fire, and the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And it came. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle. And he went out and stood and entered into the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What dost thou hear, Elijah? And he said, I am very jealous for the Lord of the host, because of the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant and thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with thy sword. And even I, even I am alone. And the Lord said unto him, Go return to the wilderness. I was like, did we just... He said it again. I was like, did I actually copy, copy, paste twice the scriptures? Because I'm like, cool. He said it again. And the Lord said unto him, Go return to the wilderness. And the master is coming to and anoint Hazel, the king over Syria, and Jehu, the son of Neshi, and the king of Israel. And come to pass, and he escaped by the sword. And he said, the sword, and he said, Yet, God said, I have 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which they have not kissed him. Saying, you're not alone, and I have a remnant. We're going to hear more about this this week and about the remnant. But we're not alone. But the devil will make you feel alone. The devil will make you feel like you're doing things wrong when you're doing everything right. Because that's his job. The devil's blessing all the people that aren't doing what's right. He blesses the disobedient. God corrects those that he loves. And maybe God doesn't love some of the disobedient because they're not even his. Just because it looks like someone's got it all going on all the time, they might not have, they not, may not be going to the same place that you're going. So don't put your eyes on other people, but on the Word of God. Here's some more triggers anxiety will bring stress in our life triggers doubt family problems time pressures financial problems 
restlessness, loneliness. Elijah was lonely. He was just, he was the star of the show. Elijah had the whole city, the whole town, the whole place. And then the next day, he's all so lonely and in despair. Getting on a platform doesn't make you not lonely. What makes you not lonely is looking to what is ahead. Making you not lonely is knowing what you really have. When the devil makes you focus on what you think, he wants you to think what you don't have. Rejection. Being misunderstood. Areas in our life we don't surrender to the Lord. These are all triggers. All triggers. In Elijah's case, it wasn't always something he was doing wrong. And we can look at Paul. We're going to look at a few other people in the Bible real quick. 2 Corinthians 11. With a God that you can bear, um, verse 1. Bear with me a little of my folly. And indeed, says Paul, for I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused to you one husband, that you may present a chaste virgin of Christ. But I fear lest by any means the serpent beguile you in the, the sub sub always that word messes me subtle. up. Subti, what? Subtlety. Subtlety. Yeah. Mine says S U B T I L T Y. That's still subtlety. Okay. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preach any other Jesus, whom you have not preached, for if you receive any other spirit, for not is not received, or any gospel that you have not accepted, you might bear with him. For I suppose I was not with you behind the very chiefest apostles, but though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. Have I committed an offense in abasing myself that I may be exalted because I have preached to you the gospel of God freely? I robbed other churches taking wages of them to do you service. And when I was present with you and wanted, I was chargeable unto no man. For that which was lacking in me, the brother which came, the Macedonians supplied all, all the things and kept myself from being burdensome to you. Paul was releasing a little frustration. He was being misunderstood. People were trying to say he's got other intentions. He felt it from people. And all he wanted to do is see the zeal of God's house. He wanted to see God's house, his church being built. He wanted to see the people growing. And he wanted to see uh, mighty exploits in God's people. And he wanted to see people being set free. And he didn't want them to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the sight of men's hands, and, and all the things that were frustrating him. Was Paul doing the wrong thing? No. But he got frustrated. Wherefore, because I love you not, God knoweth. But what I do, that will I do, that many be cut off for an occasion from them, which desire an occasion, that wherein they glory, that may be found, even as we. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing that his ministers shall be transformed into ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. I say again, let no man think me a fool, otherwise yet as a fool receive me, that I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak, not after the Lord, but after as it were foolishly in the confidence of boasting. Seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For yea, suffer 
fools gladly, seeing you yourself are wise. For you suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you in the face. I speak also concerning reproach, as though we had been weak, wherever and wherensoever any is bold, I speak foolishly. I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they Christians? So are we. Are they believers? So are we. Are they all ministers of Christ? Though I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent. In deaths oft. Facing death many times. Of the Jews... Five times I received forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck, and a night and a day been in the deep. Everybody would love to be Paul. I would say, oh man, Paul was so awesome. <laughs> what was the first thing that God said to Paul? The first thing He said to Paul, He's like, Paul, I love the zeal that you have for me. I love the zeal that you have for my house. I mean, for my name, you're just a little deceived, and you're kicking against the pricks. I love, you know, your heart. To, you know, we don't want, you don't want any cults rising up. You really want to protect the Jewish faith, but you're just missing it. So I'm going to take that, and I'm going to turn it around. But he, he, he didn't go tell Paul all the miracles Paul was going to do. Go tell Paul, because he, he sent that one guy to go talk to him, and then he told the guy what he was going to do. He says, yeah, he said, no, go Tell Paul all the things he's going to suffer for my namesake. That was what he told Paul. And Paul was like, awesome. I'm going to have this ministry of suffering. They don't preach that on TV. But it's in the gospel. We don't look forward to suffering, but we have to be... If we get a grand delusion of what we're really going to face in this, it's pretty messed up. If we think something's not supposed to happen or doesn't happen and happens, then we can think that God's upset with me. God's angry with me. Oh, God doesn't love me anymore. What did I do wrong? Oh, I can't get it right. Because we're always thinking that our feelings become our God. God didn't say to rely on your feelings. He said to rely on the Word of God. He didn't say to rely on anything else but Him. He didn't say to look, continue to look at your surroundings, look at your situations. He said to look to Him the author and finisher of our faith. All of us, Paul himself, had to press through that. He said, press forth to the mark of the high calling which you're called to. Press forth to eternity. Press forth to that. Quit being so carnally minded that the enemy can make you no kingdom good. So he says, press forth and think on those things above. And then Paul, and then Jesus said, let him know what he's going to have to start. Paul said, well, I'm not going to do it. Because once God's called you to do something, you really don't have a choice anymore. Because you'll be like Jonah, and you'll be spit right into the place where, till eventually you say, yes, God, yes. So it's time we just surrender those areas of our life to Him. Surrender everywhere in our life that we struggle with so we can not have God deal with us, and we can face the things that come our way and face them in a better condition because we're not half in, because we know that we're fighting God at the same time trying to receive the blessing. Twice beaten with rods. Three times beaten with rods. 
in journeys often, perils of robbers, robbed by his own countrymen, by heathens, in, per, in, per, in, in, in problems in the city, in problems in the wilderness, problems in the sea. Everywhere Paul went, there was problems. But he said, I'm going to boast in that. All of us complain in that. But what if we started boasting in that? Whatever problems the devil might be coming, he might just decide to stop messing with you. <laughs> right? Besides the things that are without, that come on me daily, the care of the churches. And then on top of that, I keep getting these letters of all the demonic spirits that are creeping in the church. I get the letters of the pastor sleeping with the secretary in this church, and this thing happened, and I'm getting letters that the ba- that it's a pastoral church, and it's Babylonian-run, and there's no power, and it's run like a business. And I, when I started that place, and, yeah, if, I, and if only Paul knew the, that we have internet now, and all the things that people still can go to them and they still want to do it their own way. How would Paul feel today? <laughs> He'd like, I can have a jet airplane go there. And like, at least then he thought, if I could just get there to them, I could change the situation. So let me write a letter. Oh boy, would he be concerned about today? Yeah. How much more would he be frustrated today? Go there with the real power of God and the Word of God and they still want to continue in their ways. Yeah. In weariness and painfulness and watchings often in hunger and thirst. Got nothing to eat. Paul's like, I don't want to hear your problem. I mean, he, he loved, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I got more than you. you Paul could have, but he said this to let, he, he wrote this here to let them know. I mean, if he, if he did this every single church, it would be a whole different story. But he was like, he told this, this church about this. And he said, this is what really makes me the seal of God on my life. Besides those things that are without and cometh on me daily, the care of the churches. Who is weak, I am weak. Who is offended, and I burn not. And if I must needs glory, I will glory in the things that concern my infirmities. The God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. He was encouraged himself that he's not a liar. What made him exciting like he's... He, he, he can see. What excited him is he has a relationship with God. What excited Paul was not what the world could throw at him, but who he knew and where he was going. What excited Paul was he knew, because he knew God, that there, this life is just a vapor. That excited Paul was, you know what, whatever God has me do right now, I'm going to do it faithfully. I'm going to do it without murmur and complaint. I'm going to do it because... Half the things I go through is because I'm not doing what God's told me to do in the first place. And in Damascus, the government under the atheists, and he kept to the city in Damascus, garrisoned, and, he apprehended, and they apprehended me. Though, though a window, how, I mean, how crazy is that? Through a window in a basket, he was let down and he escaped, escaped their hands. God, no matter what Paul faced, God made sure he fulfilled his purpose and destiny. Now let's look at Peter. Peter, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, a stranger scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge. Not everybody that has the title Christian is elect. And we're going to read that chapter in the new book about elect. The elect of God. The elect of God. 
The foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctification of the Spirit unto the obedience of the sprinkling of blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us unto a living hope. 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 A living hope by the resurrection of Christ from the dead. If we really believe that Christ resurrected and we're going to, when we die, we're going to be with Him We are crucified with Him, so we'll be risen with Him. What can the world really throw us? To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. See, the enemy will throw all these things this way to get you focused on get you get you focused on what 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 this present world is throwing at you, and get you unfocused on what you really have inside of you, where you're really going, the power you really have, and whatever you're going through, God's going to bring you through. Who kept by the power of God? Are you the elect is kept by the power of God? If you're elect, if you're remnant, God will keep you by the power of God through faith unto the salvation, ready to reveal in the last times. Wherefore you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, and if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trying of your faith, whatever you're going through, is tr- testing your faith. You can either have faith. Or you can fold. But I'm glad to let you know that we have, you have the winning hand if you have Christ. Never, No need to ever fold. Never fold. That the trying of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes. Though you be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, you love. In whom though now you see Him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Of which salvation the the prophets have acquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, the promise. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was then did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto them, unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven which things the angels desire to look unto. Wherefore, gird up your mind. Be sober. Get your mind back in control, control of what, what is real, what is serious, what really matters. Gird up your mind. Be sober and hope till the end for the grace that is to you be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust of your ignorance. Not fashion yourselves to the old man. We are a new creation. We need to live and think and be and act like a new creation. The problems that we're going through that are not created from what we are doing right, but what we're doing wrong, are because we forget who we really are and what we really have. And if we forget who we really are and what we really have, we the devil will steal our identity, and then we really are like 
don't really have anything because faith activates what we really have and, and God is um, ha- pleased with uh, and He rewards those that diligently seek Him. So we start to seek those things that are on the earth and we start to seek those things that uh, are temporal and then we seek those things that give us um, quick pleasure but they don't fulfill that thing that only the joy that's inside of us and the hope that's inside of us can fulfill. So it's all this process. But we're, when we're really dead and we really don't care about anything else, we'll have all the things that we need all the time and those things even more to abundance. But at the same time, they're not Jesus. Even when he was going through stuff, he didn't focus. He, he focused on his mission. Got to get to the cross. No matter what, I got to walk that way. I got to get to the cross. Because... I know if I get to the cross, the glory. I got to get to the cross. We got to get to the end. We have to get to resurrection day. No matter if it's the seventh trumpet and Jesus and we meet him in the air, we got to get to the end. That's got to be the focus. He didn't focus on what he was going to suffer. He focused on the cross. And boy, the minute he did, he, he, he went in the garden and he gave up his will. Problem is, we, 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 we don't want to receive the things, the hard things you got to go through because then the battle is in our will. And it says, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. And once we live a lifestyle of not my will, but your will be done, your marriage gets back in order better. Your relationships get in order. Satan doesn't have a foothold in places. And all the things that you struggle for. And even the Lord, I mean, the... Even this morning, God showed me that many there's been many things in couples coming, and I don't know, probably even out there that are connected, but the enemy it is coming hard to bring um, distraught, distress, despair, and all things. But that's just the fire. But you put your trust in the faith. Amen. Amen. And when you put your trust in, in Him, which is the author and finisher of your faith, then you overcome every obstacle that the enemy was, or even the obstacles that come because you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. You're saying the right thing. You're going the right place. So the enemy wants to make you think that you're not. And if you're not going the right place or doing the right thing, you better go the right place and do the right thing. The trying of your faith is more precious than gold. It says, Blessed be the God of the Lord according to His abundant mercy, which has begotten us a lively hope, to the inheritance of the incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through the faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last where you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, though now for an afternoon, though now for a night, though now for a few hours, if need be, you are in heaviness, through manifold temptations, that the trying of your faith being more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, not might be found unto praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus. You being a living sacrifice, you being made a praise, honor, and glory unto the Father until the end. This must be the focus. This must be what is important. Not what's in your bank account. Not What's going to happen? Not next year's uh, vacation. This is the peace of God. Receiving the end of your faith into the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets did require. I read that again because it's important. 
diligently prophesied that the grace that should come unto you, searching of what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify would testify before him the sufferings of Christ for the glory that should follow, unto whom it's revealed that not unto themselves, but unto they did minister the things which are now reported unto you that have preached the gospel unto you and the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Wherefore, gird up your loins in your mind, be sober, and the hope till the end, the grace that brought unto you the revelation of Jesus Christ. The grace that brought you the revelation of Jesus Christ is the same grace that's going to bring you through. And it doesn't say without sufferings. It just promises to be able to overcome this world. We will overcome this world because we're overcomers. We're not undercomers. We're not taken out. We're not, we don't give up. We have the power of God. But him that is called you holy, be you holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father with no respect of persons, you judge every man's work. The past of time and your sojourning here with fear. You're passing through this life with the fear of the Lord. Sojourning with fear. For as much as you know that you are not had been redeemed with corruptible things, you have not been bought with Cars, houses, gold, silver, your job, you're bought with the blood of Jesus. So get rid of the vain conversations that you receive from the traditions of this world, the traditions of America, the traditions of your culture, the traditions of what the world wants to plant in your mind. Get rooted and get it out and get rooted and grounded in Christ so you can be a bold and be righteous. Amen. All the false gospels out there are destroying the church because they're so carnally minded they don't even know their God anymore. They don't even know where they're going and they don't even know what's about to be unleashed in the world that people are going to be so shaken they're going to be stripped of everything that they ran after because God's going to have them. Who verily before day before the foundations of the world may make it manifest in the last times. But with the precious blood of the Lamb without blemish or spot. Well, there it is. I was like, that was that was good. We're bought with it. And I kept, because I just pulled the script. I don't, you guys know I don't go over this. I was like, two times I would have been like, okay, this is twice. And I'm like, well, see, the word, it was it's in there anyway. So I'm not that, it wasn't that awesome, but awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, there it is, so. Amen. 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 Seeing we have purified our souls in the obeying of the truth. How do you obey the truth? How do you purify yourself? By obeying the truth. Yes. It's a process. Through the Spirit unto the unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with the pure heart fervently, being born again, not unto corruption or corruptible seeds, but of incorruptible by the word of the living God which liveth and abides forever. And that means you live and abide forever. For as the flesh is the grass and the glory of man and the flower of the grass, the grass withereth and the flower fadeth and falleth away. But the word of the Lord endures forever, lives forever, will never be, will always, will never leave, will never uh, disappear, it will be forever. The word of the Lord which the gospel is preached unto you. 1 Peter chapter 4. For as much as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise. Arm yourselves likewise in the same mind. Remember he says we have the mind of Christ. You've got to think like Christ. 
For he that has suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live in the rest of his time in the flesh, to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For in the times past of our life may suffice and have wrought the will of the Gentiles and walked in lasciviousness and the lust and the excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, where they think it is a strange that you, you, you run not with them in the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. Separate, be happy. You're separate. Be happy, Elijah, that... Jezebel and all them and that whole place doesn't want nothing to do with you. Be happy. Who shall give an account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. For this cause was the gospel preached. For this cause the gospels preached. Also unto them that are dead, that they might be judged according to the men in the flesh, but live according to the God in the Spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. For you, therefore, be sober, watch and pray, watch and pray, watch and pray. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for the charity shall cover a multitude of sin. So love among yourselves, and love shall cover a multitude of sin. Use hospitality one to another without grudging, as every man has received the gift even to minister the same one to another good stewards in the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak the oracles of God. If any man minister... Let him do it to the ability which God's given him. And then God in all things may be glorified through Christ, to whom be praised dominion forever and ever. Beloved, think it not strange concerning these trials that you're facing, which is to try you, that it's some strange thing happen to you. Keep think, stop thinking you're doing something wrong. Just let the fire burn you. Burn it out of you. You're going through the fire to be purified. And much as the partakers of Christ's suffering, that when His glory shall be revealed, that you may also with exceedingly joy. If you be reproached by the name of Christ, happy are you for the spirit and the glory that rest upon you on the part of the evil spoken of, but on the part He is glorified. But let none of the sufferings... Don't, but he's saying, but don't suffer as a sinner. Don't suffer as a murderer. Don't suffer as a thief. Don't suffer because you're being a jerk. But you're going to suffer for the righteous. He said, blessed are those that are persecuted for righteousness. Blessed are those that are per- persecuted because of who you know. Blessed are you persecuted because you're, you're standing up for righteousness. Blessed are you because he's saying, think the reward is with Him. The reward is with Jesus. Our reward is not on the earth. God will give us things and bless us with things, but our reward is with Him. With Him. Now let's see what James says. Do rich men oppress you? Or weep? And how for your miseries that come unto you? Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten, and your gold is cankered, and the rust of them, the witness against them, it shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped treasure together for the last days. Behold, the higher the higher of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which have kept you back by fraud, crieth and cries them which have reaped and entered into the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. You have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanting. You have nourished your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just. 
And he that does not resist you. Be patient therefore brother. Be patient. Unto the coming of the Lord. Behold the husbandman. Waits for the precious fruit on the earth. And has long patience for it. Unto he that receives an early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. 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 Establish your hearts. For the coming of the Lord is near. Grudge not against another. Lest you be condemned. Behold the judge that stands standeth before the door. What are you saying? The judge is saying, Behold God. Have the fear of the Lord. The door could be... Today could be your door. You could be opening that door today. We don't know. He said, Behold, behold the one that holds... The door of eternity is one turn away. He said this life is like a vapor. It's like nothing. But God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the first and the last. And we're going to go into time. And we're either going to spend the rest of our time with the devil or the rest of our time with our Heavenly Father. And we need to rejoice in we're not going to spend it with the devil. Amen. He might mess with me today, Amen. but I'm going to be forever and eternity. And whatever He can do to me, He can't do nothing unless God allows it. He can't kill me. He can't make me sin. He can't make me uh, cry. He can't do nothing. So let's let the Lord use Him to create an eternal value inside of all of us. Let's let the devil continue, the God to continue to let the devil to use the devil to create and fill us with fresh oil every day. Let's let him continue to use the devil instead of the devil beginning to use us to lash out at one another, to um, turn our backs on one another, to do the things that he, he's been uh, hired to do for a, for a time. Amen. Or let us put our trust in God, in God alone. Because Amen. Amen. the judge, there's only one judge. Satan can't judge you, he's... He's a hypocrite. He's a liar. He's a thief. He has no... There's only one righteous judge and it's God. That's who we live for. That's who we die for. That's who we're gonna, we resurrected with. And that's who we got to worry about. That's it. Nobody else. Yeah, yeah. So what if they don't understand you? God does. So what if they don't invite you back? Hallelujah. God's table is always set before you. So what Amen. if you don't have a microphone or a hit? doesn't matter. You have the oracles of God inside of you. You have a relationship with God. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is He set before you? Amen. Is the glory set before you? God didn't promise in this cursed world we wouldn't get a prick here and there. He just promised that He, he became a cursed force, that we will live forever with Him. That He died on the cross and rose from the dead, that we shall die with Him and be resurrected with Him, that we sit with Him in heavenly places. And we, if we learn that place, we can have peace, joy in all the days of our life. Because nobody else's life has anything to do with my, how I feel when you're one with Him. Jesus took all that on the cross. He said His yoke is easy, His burden is light. And if you're seated with Christ in heavenly places and you're with Him, then you should have no burden and you should have no yoke that's separated from Christ at all. And it's light. And it's free. And it's Jesus. And we're blood, we've been bought with a price. We're blood bought. That should be our job. I mean, there, if, if, if you have a bad day, just think on that. Man, you know what? There's only maybe 10 years left, 15 years, 20 years. Hey, I might even get to die tonight. Hallelujah. But don't tempt the Lord and try to die. Don't kill yourself because then you're just 
you're skipping the process. Die tonight to yourself. That's good news. That's that. That'll work. Go to that cross ten times today and take another. Uh, let him take something else from you that's weighing you down that he took already on the cross. Give it to him. Give it to him. I, mean, I said, well, oh my God, is he splitting the clouds now? Let's, woo, let's do it, man. Hallelujah. I mean, wait a minute. See, there's a few things I wanted to do this week, but you know what? Once we get there, it won't even matter anymore. What about the remnant meeting? I'd be like, oh, God. Well, it is a remnant meeting. The real one. Amen. The real one. Hallelujah. Take my brother, the prophets. So James is saying, I take my brother prophets, I have spoken in the name of the Lord. For an example of the suffering afflictions. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Endure, endure, endure. You have heard of the patience of Job. He has seen the end of the Lord. That the Lord is very pitiful and tender in mercy. But above all things, brother, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath. But let your yea be yea, and your nay be yea. Yet lest you fall into condemnation. So you can fall into condemnation. There's no condemnation of those that are in Christ Jesus that do not walk after the flesh. It's in Romans 1. So the, if, we're, if you're feeling condemnation, you just need to get in the Spirit. But sin will make you walk in the flesh. That's why God doesn't want us to sin so much. He covered our sin, but if you sin, you can have condemnation. You're out in the, in the devil's playground taking hits that you were never created to take when you were born again. As, as any of it. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. You afflicted? Pray. Is any merry? Let him sing. You know, I'd rather come to come to the fellowship of the Lord and everyone be singing. You know, but if everyone's praying, hey, you know, we have pray. You know, get afflicted. Is any sick among you? Call the elders of the church and pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall rise him up. And if any commit sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. And the effectual prayer of the righteous man avails much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not in the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heavens gave rain. And the earth broke forth and her fruit. And it's funny that it's saying here, it just came to mind that Jesus had like three and a half years of ministry. And then if you look in the, uh, in, 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 in the timing of the days in Daniel, it's, uh, for, that's exactly three and a half years. And then another three and a half, which is seven years. Uh, in, the, in the book of Daniel, three and a half years. And then Elijah prayed that there'd be no rain for three and a half years. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he which over uh, he which converts the sinner from his error of his way shall save his soul from death. God's saying, let that be your focus today, and shall hide a multitude of sins. Last verse. Everybody can stand up. I'm gonna put something on. Colossians one through six. If we be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. If we be risen with Christ, 
Seek those things that are ahead. If we be risen with Christ, don't look behind. God says anyone looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Anyone looking to the right or the left. If you seek those things above, yes, 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 yes. you will have those things above. If you seek the things above, if you look to what is ahead, pressing forth, leaning on the one, in the Revelations it talks about us leaning on our beloved, coming out of the wilderness... Elijah came out of the wilderness and Elijah was taken up. Amen. Yeah, he had some bad days. He also was able to see Jezebel get eaten by dogs. Hallelujah. And Elijah was taken up. And if Elijah had bad days, you might have some bad days. Doesn't mean you did something wrong all the time. Doesn't mean you need to stop listening. And that's why you need to know this word in and out, over and under, black and white, all the way through. Because if you don't, you're going to be tossed to and fro by every other wind of doctrine that comes by man, philosophy, religion, Jewish roots, uh, courtrooms, every, whatever it is. But this word will make you stable. No matter what the enemy throws at you, It'll bounce off you eventually, and nothing will ever. And whatever the devil comes at you with, and God's going to say, Now, God will say, Now, doesn't matter what happens, you're set above. You're thinking above. You're operating from a, such a high level that there's basically no more devils bothering you. Because the altitude that you're at, snakes can't even go anymore. You're at the mount, you're at the top, you're there, you're crucified with Christ. Right on top of the mountain. You, you, you are going up the hill of the Lord. Set your affections above, not on things of the earth. For if you are dead and your life is hidden Christ in God, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then we shall also appear with Him in glory. Mortify your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil thinking, evil conspin, and covenants, which is idolatry. For which things the wrath of God on the children of disobedience. And when we're still, uh, when these things are still in our life, then there's more fire till it's gone. So God's saying, just get in the, get in the right path, get on the narrow way, let those things go, and you're going to have more peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. It is our promise. It is our daily bread. For He bore our grief and His sorrow. So whatever this world throws at us, it doesn't stick. It doesn't hold us back. It can't stop us from what God has prepared for us before the foundations of the world. So no matter what, and before every glory, there's always, there's always a trial. The wages of sin is death, but before, uh, in Jesus Christ we have eternal life. So we thank you, Father, that we set our eyes on you once again. And we thank you, God, no matter what, you're ready to do a miracle. You're ready to heal our bodies. Yeah. God, forgive us for unbelief that is sin also. Father, we, we know that we're passing through. We're pilgrims in this land. We're ambassadors. We have a new identification card. We are ambassadors from heaven. We're sojourning in this land. We're just lodging here. We're visitors. We're not of this world. Take this world from us. Father, we put our, you put a seal on our heart. No matter what, we don't go by what the, what the news of the world says. We go by your word, God. And your word is a compass. Your word is a lamp to our feet. Your word is the path of righteousness that we have desired to take. So no matter what we're going through, we're just going through it. 
And that's good news. That should bring the joy in us. Yes. That, and when we begin to, to meditate on those things, the other things start to fade away.